Welcome to the God is Able radio broadcast, a ministry of Old Savannah Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Austin Frady, and we thank you for joining us today on the radio. Now grab your Bible and open it to Acts chapter number 8 and join us with a message preached by Brother Matt Nations on the desert place. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you this morning, and we're thankful for another opportunity to be able to minister by way of the radio today. And Lord, we thank you for every person that is tuned in in the listening audience. And Lord, we pray that you touch and meet every need that they may have. Lord, I realize today that there are many listening today that are burdened. They're facing difficult situations in their life. And I pray that you give them the encouragement that they need to face those situations by faith in you. And Lord, I pray for that one that may be listening today that is not saved. May they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before it is too late. Lord, we pray, let the word of God go forth today and may you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'll read one verse of Scripture, Acts chapter number 8, uh, verse number 26. The Bible says this, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go the south and the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. The title on our heart tonight is this, God has got a plan, the desert place. The desert place. All this is lined up tonight. I was praying all day, Brother Austin, which way to go? It's come between two different messages. God just lined it all up, Amen. Amen. He does that from time to time. But God has got a plan, the desert place. Uh, and we come into the introduction of the book of Acts we talked about. It's a transitional book. It's a historical book. And it's a book of revival. There's three pa- uh, parts of this passage of Scripture. The evangelist we talked about about two weeks ago. Amen. We talked about Philip. And then we got the desert place. And then the last part God's given me is the Ethiopian eunuch. Amen. Uh, but tonight I want to look at the desert place. And as we talked about two weeks ago, we see the last message I preached from this was Philip. Amen. We've seen that his heart, we've seen his fervency, his message, and his reward. Amen. But here, I want to focus on the place where God put him. Where God put him. Amen. God's got a divine appointment, friend. I believe that. Amen. God put him there. God told him to go there. You say, well, preacher, uh, I didn't know that this Christian life was going to be tough. I didn't really know it was going to be hard. My friend, let me tell you something. Hey, God's going to put you in a desert place sometime or another. Amen. Amen, friend. Uh, but I want to look at this desert place. One, I want to look at the direction of it. And two, I want to look at the destination, the desert place. Amen. Uh, but the first part, look here in verse number 26 with me. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. The first thing I want to look at is the direction that God led Philip. Amen. We see here in the first part of this, an angel of the Lord spake. Number one, he spoke to Philip. Amen. God speaks through His Word. God will lead you to the desert place. Amen. We had this old saying in the Marine Corps, Brother Austin, when we would, uh, my staff sergeant come up and he'd say, Matt, I need you, uh, nations, I need you to make up a plan, uh, a route to go uh, to, to face the objective. Amen. And he said, always said this, do not let the terrain dictate your movement. Don't let the terrain dictate what you do. What he's getting at, friend, if there was a mountain to go over it, you went over it, amen. You didn't adjust to that mountain. You went straight over that mountain. If it was a a slow, dry place, Brother Ira, he meant for you to go through that dry, slow place. God's got a plan tonight. And it might be a desert place for you, amen. But God's got a plan in that desert place, amen. So we see here, what he's talking about, he spoke the word of God, it leads to faith. 
Yes, amen. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, we see here uh, the response to Philip, uh, God speaking to Philip in verse 27. He says, And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Amen. You see, Philip, he arose and he went. You see, that's what faith does. Faith, uh, uh, God, hey, God, he wants us to walk by faith, child of God. And so let me tell you what faith does. Just like when you got saved, amen. You had to, you went from one moment lost to the next instant saved. Amen. The moment God told you you were lost, you realized that you were under conviction, amen. And then guess what? That very instant, that very moment, you believed in your heart from there to there and you were saved. Amen. And I know that messes a lot of people's doctrine, amen. But I'll tell you what, it's faith tonight, friend. It ain't about the prayer you prayed. It ain't about the tears you cried. Amen. It's faith tonight. Amen. So we see here that faith leads to, it does lead to action though. Faith leads to you making a decision and you going forward. Where do you get that at, preacher? Well, look at me, look with me. Uh, I'll read it to you in James uh, chapter number 2, verse 14 through 17. What doth the prophet, my brethren? Though a man may say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute daily food, and if one of you say unto him, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give, him, give them not uh, those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. I'm not talking about, uh, James was talking about a Jewish Christian. Christian, amen. Those that's believed, amen. He wasn't talking about a work salvation here, friend. But my friend, our faith will lead to action. If you've been born again, God tells you to do something. Hey, that faith, you put your faith and trust in Jesus to do it, it will lead to action. Amen. Amen. So we see the Lord spoke, number one, in the direction that He told Philip to go there in verse 26. And then we come here as Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You had to hear the gospel preached and the anointing, power demonstration of the Holy Ghost for you to get saved, friend. And for you to hear that, amen, it took that hearing, gave forth faith, and it put it into action, amen. Hallelujah. So we see here, the direction here is south. The direction south. A lot of things in, in the Christian walk is going up, but God led south. Oh, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. It's what God said. My ways are not your ways. A lot of times. Amen. So we see here the direction was south. And God, He'll always direct you with His Word first. Amen. What does that do? That keeps us from going off our feelings. You ever heard anybody say, just follow your heart? Don't never go with that, friend. Do not ever go with that. You better go with God's Word. What he spoke, amen. The Bible says the heart's deceitfully wicked above all. That's right, bro. Amen. You hear them people say, you just follow your heart. Just go whichever way. What? Just follow your heart. You better not, friend. That's right. You better pray. You better get in the prayer closet. Amen. Get a word from God, amen. And then when you got that word from God, you can have peace. Yep. Amen. And you just go whichever way God tells you to go. Amen. Exactly. We see here that he headed to the south, not out of feelings. But he headed out of there. You see, Philip was in a revival in Samaria. Amen. And I mean, a, a, a tear down revival, Brother Ira. But God sent him into this desert for a purpose. For this eunuch here. One person. Ain't that amazing? The God of all glory who created this whole thing. For one individual, Brother Austin. And you think about that Ethiopian eunuch. I believe he got, when he got saved, he went back into Africa rejoicing. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. That's how this thing works. And he spread the gospel, I guarantee it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We see here though, go with me to Genesis chapter number 12. Turn there with me. We see here of going south in Egypt in the Old Testament is always a picture of going south. Amen. When you go south in the Old Testament, it's always talking about going into Egypt. Amen. So start with me in verse number 10. We'll read this. The Bible says this, And there was a famine in the land. And Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, and he said unto uh, Sarah his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, they shall say this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save, save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister." that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And verse 14, we see this, we're going to go through verse 20. And it came to pass that when Abraham was into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman, that she was very fair. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entered and he entreated Abraham well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and he asses and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great place because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Amen. And we see here, Why saidest thou that she is my sister? So I might have taken her to meet a wife. Now therefore, behold thy wife, take her, and go thy way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife, and all that he had. So what did Abraham do? He went down south into Egypt because there was famine in the land. Amen. He left on feelings. He left the house of God on feelings. There was a famine in the land. Oh, it's something great going on. But he left God's house. He left Bethel. You know what Abraham should have done as the leader of the household who God called out of the Chaldees? Amen. You know what he should have done? He should have picked up his britches, put on his belt and said, Hey, honey, we're staying right here. We're staying in the house of God. Amen. Amen, friend. We're staying right here. We ain't going nowhere. We're not going down into Egypt for no, no man's money. Just because there's famine in the land. Just because I'm scared I might get a little hungry. I ain't going into Egypt, friend. That's what he should have done. But what did he do? He told a half lie. You see, who else tells half lies? Satan, amen. Who told a half lie to Eve in the Garden of Eden? Satan. Amen. He told her a half lie. Okay, Satan's the king of half lies. That's what he does. He'll tell you half lie for you to go off your feelings. Amen. Amen. And what did he do? He said, look, look, we're going to tell them that you're my sister. You're pretty. You're beautiful. Amen. You're, you're my sister. They'll kill me. See how selfish that sounds? His own wife. I can't imagine, brother. I'm going down in Egypt and said, honey, you're going to be my sister. My wife looked at me and said, yeah, right. But I'm telling you, Sarah was just as much guilty as Abraham was. Why? Because she didn't stand up. Amen. Men, when you ain't being the man of the household, the spiritual of the household, women, you're going to have to step up. You, that's what God puts you together for. That's why it's key for each individual to have their one-on-one relationship. 
when the man's slipping up, Brother Ira, and the, 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 the wife's there, she's there behind closed door. I thank God for my wife, amen. Because there's times where I get in this desert place, Brother Austin, I get kind of scared, I get kind of worried. My wife's kidding. Go on, go on, amen. Just go on, amen. Amen, friend. And then guess what? Us men have to swallow pride and say, honey, you're right. But that's what God didn't know. I was going to get off on that, amen. But hey, that's what God said. That's how He's designed this thing for each individual. We're a team, amen. We're together. When you get married, you're twine. You're one, amen. But also, you still have that personal relationship. Amen. Thank God for it. When I'm, uh, when I'm not in God's will, hey, they, at least there's somebody in the house say that's in God's will sometimes, amen. When she's out of God's will, maybe, hallelujah, I'm in God's will, thank God, and God says, hey, that's how it works. Amen. amen. So we see that Abraham, he got in trouble. He headed south because of the family land, and he got scared in there, told a half lie, told Sarah, hey, look here, you tell them I'm a, I'm, you're my sister. And, and guess what? He told them that, and f- Abraham fared over that, amen. But then guess what? It caught up with him. Yep. Amen. God started punishing Pharaoh because of that lie. Amen. Yep. And then guess what? Pharaoh said, what have you done? You've told a lie. What if you brought to our house? That's what happens. Amen. What have you done? Hey, your sin doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Amen. When I sin, it just don't affect Matt, brother. It affects my wife. It affects my daughter, my mom and dad, my in-laws. Amen, friend, my family. That's it. My co-workers. That's how sin does. It affects, it's like a, a pond. You take a rock and you throw it in the pond, all them ripples, that's just how sin is. That's the effects of it. Yes, God can forgive it, and He does, amen. But there's still effects of it, amen. Yep, that's right. Amen. So we see there that He went down into Egypt out of fear. Now a lot of days right now where we're living in, there's a lot of fear going on. But my friend, please, please, I beg you, stay with God's Word. Amen. Stay with God's Word. Pray. Get in your prayer closet. Hey, there's a lot of fear, a lot of famine in the land. There's, uh, me and Brother Ethan Ford were talking about this. It's like there's not a lot of response to the gospel. Got to go to the Philippines, and it was it just amazing. A day and night difference because they were hungry for the gospel. Right. They wanted to hear about Jesus. But here in America, we've had it so good, brother. We've had, I'm talking about uh, men of God come out of this country, friend. Missionaries come out of this country, and we've had it so good for so long. There's been a famine. There's a famine in the land for the gospel. But guess what, friend? They don't give me and you room to quit. Amen? They don't give us room to quit. Guess what? It tell, more or less, that gives us room to fight. To go on. Amen? So we see there that, that he went down in there and, and God caught up with him. But getting back to what I'm getting at there about following the Lord and going south and making sure and waiting on God. Going south in the way that he wants you to go, you got to wait on him. Just wait on him. And guess what? That's what Philip did. Back over here in Acts, he followed God. And guess what? God was in it. Amen. When you don't follow God and you're going off your feelings, God ain't going to be in it. That's plain talk, preacher. Absolutely. He ain't going to be 100 miles of it. You can come to church. You can put on a show, amen. You can put on the best suit. Amen, friend. We just might as well get real tonight, amen. You can do all those things. You can go in the order of the church, the way that a service is set up. But if God ain't in it, friend, we might as well go to the house. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. But God was in Philip over here. Back over here in Acts chapter number 8 with me. Amen. We see here that the, the, just don't head south on your own. Follow the Lord. And God doesn't lead you, lead you away from Him. He'll lead you closer to Him. Amen. And that's what I'm getting at tonight, this second part, the destination here. The desert place. Now a lot of times, yes, I've been in the desert. I know what the desert is like physically with my own eyes. I was, we went to 29 Palms and that's where they send uh, infantry marines to go get ready for deployment. And you do a workup and that is in the desert, friend. So I know the desert, it's a cold. It's hot in the day, friend. It's hot, it's dry, it's dusty. Sometimes it's hard to go on, but you got to keep going. And how you keep going, you, you keep hydrated, amen. Why you keep hydrated Christian walk, you get in God's Word. You keep fed, you get in God's Word. You keep praying, amen, you get in God's Word. Amen. Amen. This ain't a hard thing, this ain't a hard concept. Pretty simple, amen. So simple a child could understand it. But we see there that Philip, he goes in, but that desert though... It is rocky, it's, it's dry, there's hardly any growth, any vegetation going on. It, we see that Philip, I, I looked it up and I looked on our map here and I, in my study and I noticed that Philip, he probably traveled 48 to 50 miles to get to Gaza. Think about that, on foot. Probably more like the Bible don't tell us. The Bible don't tell us how he got there, it just said he went. But he traveled 48 to 50 miles. Could you imagine the conversation that Philip had with the Lord going down there? I know how I'd be. God, are you sure? Are you sure? It's an awful long ways, Lord. God, I was in a revival. Up yonder, people getting saved. People do. Uh, God, you, you were just moving. People's getting help, amen. God, are you sure? Is this where, are you sure? That's how I'd be. I'm just being honest with you tonight, friend. But guess what God said? Hang on to His promises. Let not your heart be troubled. It's what God told His disciples when they were confused and didn't really know what to do up there in the upper room. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. My Father's house are many mansions. Hallelujah. Oh, the promises. Hang on to the promises of God, friend. They're there for a reason, for a purpose. But you've got to read it to get them. Amen. So we see the destination there, the, the road to Gaza. It's hot, it's dry, it's, it's, it's tra- he's probably traveling, he's probably pretty tired. But don't stop, friend. These past few months have been pretty tiresome. It's a war on the church. It's a war on our, our walk every day. It's a war on our families. war on our kids. It's been pretty tiresome. But guess what? As the preacher already said... When I got saved, I've got an urge inside of me. I'm not, this ain't our home pilgrim. We're just passing through, amen. Hey, I promise you, friend, if we keep going on, as brother says all the time in the nasty now and now, we keep pressing on just because we're tired. We can't quit now, friend. There's too much at stake. Amen. We see here in Galatians, he says this. Apostle Paul says this in Galatians 6, 8 through 9. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. But I love verse 9 right here. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we what? Faint not. Don't faint, child of God. Just keep going on. God has a plan. Even in the desert place. Amen. My Bible says, uh, for he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. 
He's the same God in the beginning, before anything was created, amen. He was for but before in the beginning, amen. Because He has no beginning. That's how big our God is. He ain't got no end. Amen. He's before all that. But guess what? If He's before all that, He'll be right there with you, child of God, in the desert place. I thank God for Brother Austin times where I've been in that hot, dry desert places, friend, where I can't even feel God. Where I'm like, Lord, are you still there? Amen. If you be honest, you'll be in the same boat I am in. Amen. Ain't nobody super spiritual in here tonight. God, I can't feel you. Where are you? Oh, and then guess what? Go praying. And then guess what? That holy breeze comes through. Now, I know I'm not saved off fence tonight, but I'm glad I got something in me, friend, that I sure can feel. And it's like this morning, boy, I tell you what, and here earlier, that breeze from glory is awful nice. When I get awful thirsty, it's awful nice to get a drink. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see that he goes down to there to Gaza and if we keep pressing on. And, but what I want to focus on here, the desert. Amen, the desert. And you say, preacher, you've said that God will put you in the desert. He absolutely did. God did some big things in the desert. Amen. Right. Moses, over in Exodus chapter number 3, God put him on the backside of the desert. Uh-huh. And then guess what happened on the backside of the desert? God spoke to him through a burning bush. Right. That wasn't consumed. And Moses giving up excuses, I can't do that. God said, I am that I am. Amen. God did some pretty big things right there in the desert. Amen. And in the Numbers 20, we see here that they're in the desert. Moses is leading them. And then they come up that rock, they're thirsty. And Moses smites that rock, amen, friend. And here comes water in the desert out of a rock. In the desert. Amen. And then our Lord and Savior... In Matthew chapter number 14, he's over there and he takes, he goes apart and he goes into a desert place, the Bible says. But those people, the multitude heard of him, heard of it about him and they went to him and guess what happened? He had compassion on them and he healed their sick in the desert. And not only did he do that, but he also provided for their spiritual need, but he provided for their physical need in the desert. I'm talking about the desert place tonight, Amen. What are you talking about, preacher? He took five loaves of bread and two little fishes, amen, and he provided for their hunger, their need. In the desert place. Hallelujah. Thank God for the desert place. Amen. So we see there, the the definition of a desert is this, lonesome, waste, desolate, solitary, wilderness. The characteristics of it, it's hot in the day, cold at night. Amen. Hot in the day, all that pressure. Coming in on you. Amen. And then at night, it's like so distant, so far. Amen. I've been there. It's been hot today, brother. It was hot today down there at 29 Palms in the desert. But at night, it was cool. I slept. Too much time. We Some a lot of times we get in the desert and we go to sleep. Because it's cool and we feel far from God. Amen. But I want to encourage you tonight, child of God. When those times come when it's hollowed around, there's no shade, no relief, God's still right there. Amen. Amen. When it's cold of night and there's no fire, and it feels so you're far alone, uh, far from Him, amen, God's still right there. Amen. amen. So we see here this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. So that tells us we've got to go on. 
Amen. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. Things may seem impossible in the desert, friend, but things that are impossible with us are not possible, impossible with God. We get to that, preacher. We'll look at Luke 1 37. For with God, nothing, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. I didn't say it, God did. Amen. Don't let, hey, don't let this, the situations going on dictate how you're living, child of God. Amen. God's put us in a desert place as a church. I believe that for a reason. Amen. We've, got, we've let the world slip into the church. I've often wanted, I was wanting this yesterday, praying, God, why? Why ain't we have so many spiritual services? Why ain't it like it used to be back in the 1990s growing up when I was growing up in church? And uh, they'd come in, uh, they'd have prayer room, Brother Ira, and then service would start in the prayer room. And then guess what? It'd bubble over into the church house. Amen. Why? Why? Because we've gotten far from God. We're that land to see in church age. We're lukewarm. And guess what? God hates lukewarmness. That's right, bro. Amen. He said he'd spew it out of his mouth. And guess what else that Laodicean church age had? It had Jesus standing outside knocking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Wanting to come in. But guess what? That Laodicean church, they was all worried about being pretty, worried about all these other things, Everybody, what everybody else is doing. Hey, they didn't have no room for Jesus. That's right. Amen. That's why, friend, I believe God's wanting us to get back to Him. And God t- showed me that yesterday. He said, you know, I got to think about it, brother. Just in, in holiness, in holy living. Don't get scared on me with that. Hey, the, the Pentecostal, we had that way before Pentecostal. ever thought about having that. Right, Amen. Holiness, hey, it, it, it designs you and teaches you to live a holy, separated life. Not unto man for you, uh, you to be seen by man to, for them to say, hey, he's a good Christian. But no, unto God, amen, so that you show him, hey, I'm living a holy, separate life unto you to give you glory, Lord. That's right. Amen. I sit and dress. Yeah. The ladies, i got to think about my granny. How she, that those old timers and Miss uh, uh, Brother Lester's mama. I remember she had a bun on her head. They'd come to church. Hey, I'm going to preach on it. Preaching time. Amen. Uh, they'd wear them dresses out down. they dress modestly. Amen. They kept quiet in the church. They spoke when God told them to speak. They testified when God told them to. Amen. They didn't try to run the preacher. Didn't try to run the man of God. Amen, friend. They were. But then guess what? Something happened. A little bit of the world slept in. And then you see women wearing pants. There's that generation coming in of that slipping in. Amen. And then guess what? We're into the generation, Brother Austin, right now. Uh, the, the young is right now, 20-year-olds right now. They come in. They've got hey, mini skirts on. They've got their cleavage showing. Amen, friend. And they wonder why Granny was over here wearing this dress down to her ankles. I'm talking about holiness. They didn't do that to be seen. And now you got to preach on men too. Because they'll come to the church house in shorts on. Amen, friend. Amen. And then they'll come. And if you notice, it's slim fit shirts. It's, it's these skinny jeans. Amen. I've had to come to defeat. You can ask my wife, so I'm going to go on a diet 50 million times. I've had to come to defeat, Brother Austin. I've had to bump up to a 38. <laughs> them 36 is about ain't working no more. 
friend, hey, men, young men, if you got to come to the house of God and your hind end show and everything else is showing, put on a pair of breeches that fit. Amen. Amen. Girls, dress modestly. Don't put it on the show for everybody to see. Amen, friend. Not only that, it's music too. Amen. Them old songs of Zion they sing. Sing about the blood. Sing about how it's good to be saved, that I'll fly away. Amen. I know my name's there. Amen. But now we've got it, contemporary junk come in. Amen. That's got all this, uh, it ain't even got the Spirit of God on it. They got the form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Amen. God's put us in a desert place to get back to Him. Get back to holy living. Godly living. Amen, friend. Sometimes I believe we got too big for our britches. We need a good dose of humbleness. I do. Amen. You need it, amen. I'll preach back here to myself. A lot of times old pride hangs up, bro. It comes up. Amen. But we see here the desert place. Nothing's impossible with Him. Help us, God help us to keep us going straight. And on for Him. In the desert place, not to quit, to keep walking in the desert, to keep going in the desert, amen, to keep worshiping in the desert. That's another thing God wants. Yes, it's hard to come in. It has been tough. I'm being honest with you. He's right on the money tonight, our pastor was. It's tough sometimes to come here and worship. Amen. But I tell you what, God wants us to. In the desert place. Amen. God, hey, hey, keep trusting God and the Word of God in the desert place. Amen. Amen. Just don't quit on Him. I'll tell you this, I'll give you two verses of Scripture, and then I'll turn it back over to the pastor. The Bible says this in 1 Peter 7 through 8, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love. Mm. And whom, though ye now see him not, what? Yet believing. Amen. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Psalms 30 and 5 says this, For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Child of God, just keep pressing on in this desert place. It's a, the journey's almost over, and it's going to get better, amen. amen. God's promised us in His Word. Well, that's all the time that we have on the radio for today. But if you'd like to hear this message in its entirety or be a part of one of our online services, we invite you to find us on Facebook at Old Savannah Baptist Church, on our website, oldsavannah.org, or on our YouTube channel. And also, we would love to hear from you. You can send correspondence through Facebook Messenger, or you can send an old-fashioned letter to P.O. Box 628, Dillsborough, North Carolina, 28725. Thank you for joining us on the radio.